Good evening, and I can't see what date it is. 30th of January, 2020. Two day, two, three, three days to go to the Super Bowl. Three we have days. the wonderful Nick Price in with us tonight. It's me, myself, and Roy at the evening. big kickoff here in Lippy Sound 96.4. Nick, good evening. Thank you. Howdy. Yeah, yeah good. Howdy. Yeah. yeah all how, good, yeah. How y'all are? <laughs> how y'all doing? Um, yeah, obviously, Super Bowl's coming up on Sunday. We've got the Six Nations. We've got Darren coming on later on, and obviously, plenty more. And Big weekend for sport. Massive weekend, mm. um, Premier League as well, Six Nations, Super Bowls, and people staying away from China. That's a massive sport. <sighs> is, yeah. Massive sport. Just not, not that I have a big thing on it, but the World Indoor Championships Athletics has been cancelled. They were in Nanjing, and Chinese Super League soccer has been postponed. So and many others. So it's frightening, yeah. crazy stuff. And then there's rumours that there's a case in Ireland. Did you see that? Yeah, Before one case. Came? Yeah. In, in hopefully, Dublin, yeah. So ho- hopefully it's not. But that, that's what they're reporting at the moment. So it it spreads quickly. <laughs> it was a 16 countries or something. I said. Um, but yeah, we're going to go Super Bowl after our song, and then we have Darren at 20 past, and then obviously whatever else we we decide to fit in over the next uh, 60 minutes. And we're going to kick off. We're going to kick off with Irish this week, aren't we? Yeah, Inhaler. Who are? Bono Son is in in this band, so it's another U2. Uh, yeah. Ice cream Sunday. Not the worst song in the world, though. No, I think it's decent. Like Hold up. Um, my headphones back. So, obviously, sorry, I just, I'm, I'm waiting for it to kick in, but I suppose I should bring it up. Super Bowl's coming up this week, but obviously, uh, American sport has kind of had a bit of a shadow over it since last Sunday with the death Been of Kobe Bryant, uh, ex-Lakers legend. Yeah. And just to put it into context, um, Nick, he would be a Messi or Ronaldo. Oh, That's absolutely. How big he is. Yeah, one, one of the, in my lifetime, certainly, Two or three best players, if not in the conversation for number one, yeah, that I've ever seen play. Just an absolute icon. Yeah, uh, just I'm still kind of speechless over it. It's it's something you wouldn't so shocking you wouldn't expect it to happen. Yeah, uh, just goes to show, I guess, that no matter how famous you are, how much money you got, like the life is life. So hundred percent, savor it. Um, yeah, because I seen it today. Because obviously there's been bits and pieces coming out all week, different tributes, whether it be on TV with Chacho hosting him well or different sports uh, the Lakers are actually coming back in their first game tomorrow yeah because they they cancel or not postponed the Lakers Clippers game mm. yesterday I think the day before that what yeah. would have been their game so yeah now that'll be the first game back which I'm sure will be I don't think it's at the Staples Center but it'll be very emotional I'm yeah. sure so and no doubt on Sunday there'll be probably a tribute of some oh, sort sorry, I'd say so I'd yeah. say yeah and he's he stuck with the Lakers throughout did he yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so the entire career one team club so 20 21 one years club. 20 seasons something like yeah. that yeah so really Proper legend, just uh, still can't believe it. Because I was probably going to bring it up at some stage today, mm-hmm. but you can back me up because I, I think it was in the garden. Yeah. But they did a 30 for 30 where I think a Spike Lee might have did it, where they had about 20 or 30 cameras in the arena just yeah. following him for the whole hour and he's mic'd up. It's fascinating. You're just literally, it's player cam for the whole game. Yeah. 
but you get to see why he's as good as he is because he never shuts up. He never, never stops does. reading the game. As soon as he sits down, so intelligent. did you see that? Did you see that? Yeah, here's what we yeah. need to do. Or, geez, we're doing this wrong. We need to do it. He's on the car constantly talking, constantly recomputing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the smartest players you've ever seen, one of the smartest guys you've ever seen. Unbelievable. Uh, just well worth a watch. Amazing. Yeah. Great guy. And fluent in the old Italian in it, it was as well. Amazing. I don't know who it was. Because he grew up in Italy for, for and a number of years. And that's how I found dad, out. His dad yeah. played in the league. Legendary trash talker as well, which I loved. Mm. He would learn, because he spoke, as I said, very intelligent. He learned, he, besides Italian, knew quite a few languages. He would learn... <laughs> Croatian or trash, Yugoslav. Like, you know, just a whatever, few yeah. probably four-letter words in Croatian. To get in the head. Just to get into the head of the opponents, kind yeah. of, which I'm sure threw him for a loop. But. Yeah, because that's why there's loads of pictures of soccer stars putting up pictures oh, of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, yeah. Because he obviously fell in love with the game when he was in Italy. But I thought he actually played, but then I read up in it. It was his dad. His dad played, yeah. So we, I think when he was... And he was out he there He wasn't for born a, there, but he was when he was four or five till he was yeah. 12 or something, lived, yeah. lived in Italy. Yeah. So hence, so, yeah. flew in the yeah. So yeah. look, we're going to see probably more of it over the weekend. Obviously with the Lakers tomorrow night will be... Fairly uh, emotional, I can imagine, wherever it is. So we're going to kick off with the Super Bowl. It is the Chiefs versus... Special, isn't it? It really is. (laughs) Hulk Hogan. (laughs) So anyway, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs against San Francisco Francisco 49ers. 49ers, My one little tidbit, not the last time I think they won it, but San Francisco 49ers won it in 1990, and Mm. a little-known club in Liverpool won the league in 1990. So I'm kind of banking. I'm backing them. There is, in that kind of Oakland Raiders way, there's that 90s nostalgia, 80s, 90s nostalgia, cool colors, yeah. the kind of people of our similar age, you grew up kind of, like obviously I rooted for the Chicago Bears, but you grew up also liking the 49ers, liking the Oakland Raiders. Oh, like, Steve Young, uh, Joe Montana, of obviously course, Jay yeah, Rice, yeah, they, yeah. Were, so they were a good cool, team to watch. Cool colors, it was a cool jacket to have yeah. when you were eight, kind of yeah, thing, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's good to see them kind of back, back near the top. At the start of the season, were the two of these fancied? Certainly the Chiefs would have been. Because uh, they have a spectacular team, spectacular coach, particularly a spectacular quarterback. Very, very young, but one of these kind of the the torch has been passed off to him. He's backed up the hype, he's, hasn't he? He's gonna uh, look. It's early to say to make too many comparisons because he could get hurt. Anything could happen. But he looks to be the next Brady, the next Rodgers, the next Roethlisberger, Drew Brees. Kind and of. And there has to be a change into the guard sometime. I mean, Brady, does, yeah. Bra- Brady's time is is oh, and how he's even there. made this. It's timed perfectly far. by the looks yeah. of it. Yeah. Like he's, what is he, 43, I think, going to be yeah. 44 next year. The, I'm only 36. My <laughs> knees creak when I go upstairs, so I don't know how he's getting And sacked. he's been especially impressive in the last two playoff games. Even though they've had a slow start, yeah. and it looks like, oh, they're not coming back. He, like, obviously, he's been the driving yeah, force. I'm, he's been I'm incredibly kind of impressive. two minds of that. In the one way, what comebacks, both those last, the AFC Championship game and the divisional game, that he could basically put the team on his shoulders and do that yeah. but then at the same time you kind of go well why'd they fall behind to begin with isn't it a certain at a certain point is their luck going to run out so and that's what I'm, i was yeah. going to ask then yeah. if they do have the slow start the defense that 49ers have which is will they get that's that their, chance yeah it's it's i don't know if, if, it, if i think there yeah. was that slow yeah, start yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you wouldn't necessarily count on it in the way that uh that they they would have done it to even say that the titans and the houston texans so yeah, it'll be very interesting to see i think it's a very Close matchup, a very tight matchup. It's the a most proper ex- flip of the coin. I, I really think so, yeah. You could make good arguments either way. So, just how mean is this 49ers defense? As mean as there is in the league this year, I suppose. Yeah. Again, you, you, I would always be a defensive kind of minded guy or think that defense wins championships. And that, mm, yeah. Actually, I did a, bit of, did a bit of research, went back through the stats today. Seven times since the first Super Bowl in 67, the number one ranked defense has played the number one ranked offense. 
Now, it's not exactly the case here. It's like number two and number two kind of thing. But yeah. six out of the seven times, the defensive team has won. But at the end of the day, the 49ers are good. They're maybe great. They're not. They're not in the conversation for best ever kind of thing. So uh, it really is a pick em kind of thing. And it could go either way. And a fun fact, which I hear today, mm -hmm. we also have our first female coach in the Super Bowl. I didn't know that, actually. There you go. On the Kansas City Chiefs side. Yeah. Um, I think she's defensive coach. Um, right, right. Yeah, I remember. Assistant. I think there's one or two in the league now. I didn't realize it was. But it's the first in the actual Super Bowl. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's so, really good to see. Uh, yeah. I, I just seen the headline before I kind of came in, so unfortunately I don't have the name. But check it out if you want to read up on bits and pieces over the next over the weekend. Yeah. And I'm sure she'll be a, a more prominent feature over the next few days when your Sky Sports News and all that are trying to find nuggets, the, yeah. just to reel people in for the yeah, of course, for yeah. the big one. So yeah. and of yeah. course the, uh, the head coach is uh, Shanahan. So it is great name. He's obviously a winner for yeah. Chiefs. Oh, is that? It's no, no, no. For the 49ers, yeah, Kyle yeah. Shanahan. Kyle son Shanahan. of Mike Shanahan, who was a long time. That's my uncle. Coach my uncle Mike. <laughs> so your uncle and your little cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just think of Brendan <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shanahan yeah. from the Red yeah. Wings. <laughs> Legend. Um, so, we know you're loving. Yeah, so well. the other, the I'll throw it out here too, but the most important fact of all is that Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback of the 49ers, <laughs> went to the same university I did. Now he's much really... Really, depressingly, he's much younger than I am. But what is your chance for the Eastern Illinois University, or do you have one? E I E I U is what you literally say at the games. like, yeah, like yeah, old yeah, McDonald. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, it, that's fine. Because in my head, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's not a, a prestigious athletic school. It wouldn't yeah. be a whole lot. So that's that's very. We would, he, have would you have had a decent football team the couple no, of years he was there? No. And even then, it's not. They they wouldn't have been on the college end. They're not playing the Alabamas and the Clemsons in the top mm. tier. They're they're like a, a tear down from everyone kind of thing. But so, would they have been successful from, with him there? Did he play? Yeah, he did play. Yeah, he mm. did. I mean, they did all right. But mm. it was, it was it's kind of... Look, I went there. I love that school. But yeah. it's, it's kind of like going, oh, they did really well in League Two or something yeah. like that if you're talking about football. Did he move up so, yeah. to top tier college or did he just... No, no, no. You do. Pretty much he stayed there the whole time. Yeah. Like, and I believe there's actually rules involved that if you switch schools, you have to sit out for a year and all this kind okay. of... The, and he still got. Thing. Was he drafted or undrafted? Then being, he was drafted just like, just yeah. low enough round. Drafted by the Patriots, actually. That's he right. Was, you were he was that, Brady's yeah. backup for a couple of years, uh, which I think served him really well, and and in the end served the Patriots well too, because then they used him as kind of bargaining, and they got a few good players back when they finally yeah. traded him to the 49ers. Uh, so really, really want him to do well. Yeah, me, myself, and pretty much everyone, all my old schoolmates are. Uh, Big 49ers fans all of a sudden. Yeah. Now, obviously for us who wouldn't be as clued in as you guys and whatever, it like the Super Bowl itself, even for the armchair fans, is a massive show and the ads are a big thing because oh, yeah. people yeah, pay yeah. massive money for it. I think it's 5.6 million a 30-second commercial this year. And every, and some of the big guys really come up. Oh, with they go. Stuff. That's like, where they remember Bud, where they Budweiser are always were on fire for a yeah, couple Budweiser, of years. Budweiser, Coke around. has a bunch of ice, Pepsi, Doritos, yeah, big, yeah, big companies. Yeah. Put, but that is, you'd have... Nearly everyone in the country would get together and watch that game, football fan or not. It's like an unofficial holiday, isn't it? That's it. There's something for everyone. If you don't like, if you don't like the game, you want to watch the ads. You want to watch the halftime show. It's the. It really is like a giant national event. It gets the biggest ratings. And like our cup final day, FA yeah, Cup final back yeah. in the day. They were saying that 150,000 people will go into Miami. Alone. over the week and there's only something like 50,000 that can get into the game I, yeah, it's, uh, yeah 60 maybe yeah, yeah, 60,000 yeah, so the rest be. of them are just floating about around like in the World Cup where there's the would they have fan zone areas and stuff oh big time and all the all the big sports networks your ESPN and that in the States 
all the kind of pundit shows they have, they've, they're like on location and all week. Open so air it's, and they'll be open-air and fans in the background. Yeah, that's how they've done all their shows all week. So it is... It's more than the day. It's the whole week of it, yeah. the buzz of leading up to it and everything. So it yeah, is. Yeah, because I think media day, is that today? It's usually on a Thursday or is it yesterday? Uh, There's usually a big media day where they're kind today, of. Today, I think it would have been the media day, yeah, where they. they all the players are in, a, in the line. They, yeah, yeah. yeah, they get their little interviews and they get the whole the whole buzz going about it, yeah. And is there much preparation of. I know there's a two week break. So mm-hmm. would they do. A, or not a two week break, but. Yeah, two week Would break. they do a lot of the preparation the week, the first week? And then this week is a bit of half and half because you have to play the yeah, media yeah, game. Yeah, I'd say I'd say they probably most of prep work will be last week. They probably front load it when, from a from a training point of view. Those guys are probably all more or less peaked. I don't think they're going to lose that. It'd be a lot more to do with watching uh, film, watching stuff. film, studying plays, kind of that kind of thing. Um, and I'd say that would have been front loaded that first week heavy. And then light run throughs this yeah, week. Yeah, I or mean something. I'm sure they do that because you don't want to you don't want to overstrain anyone or kind of you know overwork them. And there is all the media stuff they have to deal with as well. Just a quick one that flashed it to me because I always remember it. And I remember, I think it was Peyton Manning's, I don't know where he fluffed his lines or it was literally all he dreamt of at the end. Do they still say I'm going to Disneyland at the end? Oh, you hear that, yeah. yeah. Most of the time. Yeah, is if, is that for yeah. MVP? Is, don't they tend to go to Disneyland or Disney World within the, ni- the next couple of days? Or is that kind of Usually, what I don't know if be? they actually do it. They would just, that, that's just something they'd say all the time. But it tends to be the MVP because that's the guy they give the mic to first. So yeah. it would be... Tom Brady the last million yeah. years in a row but like yeah it would be particularly particularly first time and would that be or, the sign off kind of thing I'm going to Disneyland kind of thing kind of yeah I mean they don't always say it yeah uh, and like again Brady wouldn't have said it the fourth or yeah, fifth time yeah. kind of thing but because um, I remember yeah, like um, NFL America's Game yeah. you know the hour long show and it's great because it's great mm-hmm. they yeah, go they it. must have I presume in every team in the league they must have a permanent camera crew watching them the whole time because oh, yeah, even certainly. back in the 80s when they're you're, say they're showing the 85 mm-hmm. players they have cameras behind the scene cameras literally every game all the way through yeah it's fascinating like it's, and i'm sure it's, it's i'm sure it's access. tons and tons of cameras now even more now with the way everything yeah. is and they just know with how popular the sport is with how popular television is and that kind of inside yeah. locker room documentaries now i'm sure they're just filmed constantly and that's the one thing about american sports they're so much more comfortable to it because i think yeah. they're even allowed into locker rooms and everything like yeah. uh, to interview and as much as Americans sometimes ham up shows and stuff like that, like entertainment shows, mm. but it, I think they're so used to it, you kind of get to see the real thing because they're there all the time. It's like they're, they're, they're not showing up for the cameras. I don't think so. It's just, fascinating. Yeah, they've done that already, yeah. You know? um, if the 49ers win it, they will go level with two teams for winning the most Super Bowls. Or as Americans say, the winningest. The winningest. winningest. They don't say that, do they? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. The win- yeah, yeah. Winningest. Winningest. Uh-huh. That's le- <laughs> <laughs> that's legitimate. Okay. That's a real word. It's, it's not. It's one. It's, it's, that's one of those made up words. It's like, alum- made it's it's like aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's no, are, the silent the, eye. <laughs> who are the two other teams that have won the, uh, the Super Bowl the, six times? Six. Uh, six. 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 So the Patriots. Yeah. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct. You are staying as an expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all is said and done. We'll go to an ad. We'll probably bring it up again near the mm-hmm. end. But right now, going to the ad. Niners? Niners, just barely. And it's close just, game. Oh, so I think super close game. Three points in the Low scoring? Maybe. I hope so. Because truthfully, I, I still love defense so much. I, I would love it. I'd say Do you find them more tense games? I think so, and it's a lot more exciting. I'd love it if it was 7 to 10 or, you know, 7 to 14. I'd think it might be low 20s, but pretty close between the two teams anyway. And just to say, Nick has uh, 
written his first article for the big kickoff which we've kind of which we picked, that, <laughs> picked yeah. that in the questions yeah no it's a great reading and I basically just fairness. recited from everything I wrote yeah, to be honest was, yeah. well it's a great reading yeah if you've picked up what we've been saying and kind of understand it it's, it's, it's a crack and read where there's enough in it to keep the people who know what the game is about but for the people who are kind of brushing in and out it's fairly simple enough and you can get to plus obviously you know who your who your boy is that's it yeah Jimmy G G <laughs> First of many, Nick. First of many. <laughs> anyway, Nick, we, uh, thanks for that. Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I know, Jason Harry said something else there. I'm not going to rain that one in. But uh, yeah, we'll be back after this and we're going to go straight into Six Nations then we'll come back with a bit more with yourself. All right. You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Well, this is the week. We're all back. Forget about that World Cup. Load of nonsense. The Six Nations is back. And we've got Dar Shields on the line to run us through it and tell us that we're probably going to do all right. Moral victories. Darren, are you there? I'm here, lads. How are you? Getting on long time now here. Great. Listen... We uh, didn't win the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> that probably wasn't a shock, really, especially no, in no, the... It wasn't even... I don't, I don't know even it never happened. <laughs> never happened. Um, <laughs> just a couple of things on the Irish setup. Of course, we'll start off with Ireland. A uh, couple of things with the Irish setup. Johnny Sexton, that was kind of formality, really, to be captain, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know if it was a formality now. There was a big push with a lot of people um, to go for someone kind of younger in the... You know, more along the lines of maybe a James Ryan, who's uh, been one of the best kind of Ireland performers since he's come into the squad about two years ago. Um, even though he is still very young, a lot of people are starting, especially when you have a bad World Cup, everybody starts thinking about the next one straight away. So they're kind of going, is there any point making uh, Johnny Sexton captain if he's not going to be there for the next World Cup? But obviously there is, because he's on it. As far as I know, he's only on like a, a one-year kind of thing with the captaincy um, it's not necessarily there for as long as he's going to be there so it's uh, I think they, they have a bit of a deal saying that he'll have it for the year and then they can decide again at the end of this year whether they, they go with him again I know he's very um, content to, to hang on to it and keep it there and play for as long as he can um, but it, it, it will be tough now he's, not, he's, he's getting on in years now at this stage yeah, so. and you don't really want to see that scenario where Rory Best kind of continued on and probably shouldn't yeah but I, I think similar to the, the Rory best thing you, you've got to kind of look and say is an ageing Johnny Sexton still going to be better than whoever's next in line you know that kind of way yeah um, but in the same sense you want to be going how are we going to try and bleed him out as much as possible and not blood younger lads coming in behind him um, obviously there is the the, the want to get uh, Joey Carberry in as early as possible, but he's just having an absolute mare at the moment with injuries. Every time he comes back, he picks up something new, and the um, wrist injury he has at the moment now seems to be a, a pretty bad one, so he's out for a, another, the foreseeable future anyway. So hopefully it's not too bad and they can get him back, because he's only had the issue with his ankle as well, so um, please God he gets back in. But it's kind of interesting to see now, there's a couple of lads, especially on the... the Leicester side of things Ross Byrne is sub for mm. the game on Saturday but over the next couple of years um, I kind of hate the idea of people writing off Ross Byrne before he's had a proper shot at it but definitely from looking at the, the Pro 14 this year um, his younger brother 
Harry and then also Kieran uh, Frawley who's there as well um, are two smashing players and have the potential to be really really good over the next three or four years and kind of see how it comes in so um, please God everybody gets a bit of a shot and we can, mm. we can have that kind of argument where we're trying to pick from four or five really good out halves as opposed to the one guy who's done it all and the guy who's injured and then fellas who haven't really had a shot yet so there's two new debutants in the team what are they going to bring and well are, are they up to the level that we need to be at to contend uh, I think so I think you've got Kane and Doris is going to be starting today um, which is great to see uh, there was, there was, there have been issues kind of all season there, really between himself and Max Deegan at Leinster that they kind of get a week on, a week off each, and the two of them are just constantly pushing each other on. Um, I think, looking long term, I think Doris has more in his locker. I think he's a potential to be a world class player. Plus, he's a bit bigger physically than Max Deegan is, so. As an eight or as an international back rower, you want a guy who has the bulk and has the speed and all of the other kind of skills and attributes that go along with that. But you you do need a certain amount of mass going forward. Um, I think he's going to be class. I think uh, Ronan Keller had probably the most blistering start for a front row to uh, a Pro 14 season. I think he, he equaled the record for most tries scored within the first three or four weeks of the season um, and then he picked up a hand injury then a couple of months ago and he's just coming back to fitness so that could be part of the thinking behind it even though he was by far and away the best hooker um, in Ireland up until his injury I think the fact that he's missed the last two months is probably part of the reason why they've decided to go along with uh, Rob Herring from Ulster uh, starting he's a bit more experienced he's kind of been uh, Rory best understudy for the, the past few years and he he probably deserves a shot at it now in fairness he's been doing quite well up the north but uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see how they go on from there Obviously it's Farrell's first competitive uh, game well it's his first game as head coach what are the early signs coming out of the camp is it just the usual sound bites everything's great or is there genuine positivity coming out of him I think I think it's not just Farrell I think I think part of the uh the positivity is coming from the, the new coaching setup mm. that you have uh, Mike Cat in there um, who again along with Farrell like all of those guys would have worked together with Stuart Lancaster um, when they were when they had the England set up uh, when was that maybe seven eight years ago and their philosophy on the game would be very much in keeping with what Lancaster has with Leo Cullen at Leinster uh, Lots of work on playing uh, kind of in open situations, or when the great when the kind of game plan breaks down, how do we turn it into an attack? If we get the ball kicked with some broken play, how do we you know turn that kind of defensive aspect into free flowing attack and rugby? Now, where I'm not expecting them to come out and start playing like some classic French team. It would be nice to see lads having a little bit more freedom and a little bit more responsibility to say, look, if it's on, the players are there, just go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you have the likes of Larmer that can you know, cut a line and if it's 
an option between him making a run and trying to make a line break and then possibly get an offload as opposed to I will just truck it up into the, the first defender and then we'll box kick it. I think everybody would be happy to see that kind of change come in. Yeah, and just a quick one. Obviously, Mike Cat um, has been kind of speaking a little bit today and I, I kind of liked what he said. That's going to take about at least a year to really get to know the intricacies of <clears throat> the backs. And he, is, Sorry, is he the forwards coach or the backs coach? Sorry, yeah, he, the intricacies yeah, he's, he's of the backs, back and it's going to take him about twelve months to kind of get used to it. Like, we want to win every bloody championship, but is it kind of should we be a bit patient this one and try and peak at the right time, i.e., four years time, and not in two years time as we always do, and then start to fade? Is that a uh, good sign? Do you think? I don't know. I don't, I, I think we need like the World Cup thing is miles off. Like true, you know what I mean. You look at the teams that did well, and you know the likes of South Africa. South Africa were getting their arse is handed to them up until two years before, 18 months before the World Cup when uh, Razzie Rasmus came in. And they managed to turn that around in 18 months. Mm. You know, to a, uh, to a point where they were able to go um, and push past everybody. You know, that kind of way. So it's, it's not necessarily something you have to be looking at. Um, I think from the IRFU's point of view, I don't think you get someone turning around to Andy Farrell and saying, Look, it's all right. We don't care what happens. Um, yeah. We know we're building for, you know, a couple of years' time or whatever. He, the a huge amount of the funds that come in for the IRFU every year are based on the uh, Six Nations, and a chunk of that then as well is based on where you finish in the Six Nations because there is decent okay. prize money um, based on where you finish at the end of the tournament. So. Also, Darren. Say, right, we'll go and win it, or we'll come second, as opposed to, or we'll try loads of new stuff and we'll come fourth or fifth. Yeah. I don't think that's really an option for them. So there is always that thing hanging over you that you want to win, and fans are the same as well. Like people at the end of the World Cup are gonna go out and say, "Oh yeah, no, we should be building for this, that, and the other." But you ask them on Saturday when they're going out against Scotland, yeah. well, you know, what happens if we we play really well but we get beaten? there'll be absolute murder and people will be asking questions straight away which you don't really want so I think you have to get out get those wins and then if you can make small changes as you're going along brilliant but uh, I think that that whole thing of being afforded a year or two to kind of have some bad, bad defeats but then build to something isn't really there when you play Six Nations yeah I think isn't there seeding uh for World Cup coming up not too far in the future as well so you probably yeah, have to you probably have to uh, work on your seedings as well to make sure you're in pot one yeah yeah there is a little bit of that um, but again you've got the world rankings as well which yeah. you know what I mean you can affect them with who you play and how you play in the autumn internationals then as well and different things that will get related into that and they're not necessarily as fickle as um you have a couple of bad games in a Six Nations and you'll drop massively, you know, that kind of way. Because you're still competing against the likes of the Samoas and stuff like that that are trying to get themselves into that. It's really, you have to be top eight in the world, essentially. Um, so that there'll be your team plus one other team, one other really good team in your group. Hmm. And then you're hoping you avoid whoever's ninth or, you know, ninth or tenth who might be a, a handy enough team. Yeah. That's basically it. I wouldn't be too stressed over that side of it now. I'd be more interested to see now going out. Like you, you look at the French um, setup now for the the Six Nations. 
they've gone out with an incredibly young team. You know what I mean? But they've got themselves to such a low where they're going, look, we're better off just cut all ties with the old guard. We have an under-19 side that won the World Cup uh, a couple of years ago, and we're going to invest into them. They have some absolute massive young players coming through. Um, they're phenomenal footballers across the back. There's some big, nasty lads in the pack. And where I can't see them... Like, it'll be interesting to watch them this year because I kind of enjoyed watching them for the first half of every one of their games in the World Cup. Um, and then they kind of... Because they play this really fast, free-flowing, off-flowing game. But then, eventually, then they just ran out of gas and then it got put up to them. Um, they should have hammered Wales and then they, they, they mucked that up completely. So, it'll be interesting to see how they get on. Um They've got England's first game in the Stade de France. So it'll be interesting how they just come out and attack and see if they're going to go for this, you know, kind of new style of rugby, which is nearly a, a hark back to the good old days of French rugby. But uh, I think England will be too strong. <coughs> I, think, yeah, I think that England's got, even though I see uh, Watson is out injured for the, for the game this weekend, I still think they're going to be too much for France. And I think France will probably, where they call probably finish fourth, third or fourth. And that's something I was going to say to you. Generally, people kind of have an idea of what way they feel is going to finish up. Probably England winning it, maybe Wales coming second, Ireland third, France fourth, Scotland, and then Italy. What's going to change that for anyone? Um, I don't know. I think... If the French can have a decent run at England early on, I think that's going to be a big thing. I think England not having Billy Vinopola is going to be a massive thing for them. Um, they still have an awful lot of that Saracen side with a lot to prove after all of the uh, controversies that they've gone through. And I think they're kind of glad to be, not to be out of the jersey, but just to be to be able to go out and have a game of rugby where it's not the main thing that people are bringing up. You know what I mean? If yeah. fellas go out and they play well for England, nobody's going to question, you know, their pace game or mm. where they're going to be next season or this, that, and the other. They'll just want them to do well for England. Um, but it, it it would be nice to see them get a little shock early on. I think the fact that they've got France away, but they've got us at home at the end. I think that's going to be a tough game for us. Um, I reckon we could do the French away. And mm. I'd say it's always our tough year with the with the two lads away, isn't it? It is. It is. But I think I think we'd get. I think we'd be better than France. Mm. Um, now again, a, a a buoyant French team. If they've beaten uh, a few, if they've had a couple of big wins throughout the tournament before we get them, yeah. would be one thing. But if we uh, I think I really think we could beat them over there. Um, English, then, you know what I mean. We we owe them big time. <laughs> I think it means an awful lot to Andy Farrell, and from all accounts, from everything I've heard about him since he he's kind of come into coaching in the union uh, code, he is a super motivator, especially when it comes to the aggressive side of things. He likes aggressive packs. He wants his forward to have a little bit of bit of dog in them. So. I, I don't know. I'm, It'd be I, nice I'm, to see I, Ireland. I'm nearly at a point now. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. And I think <laughs> earlier on the day when I was kind of working through my predictions, I was thinking, oh, maybe England will 
kind of worked our way through the, the thing handy enough and I was like actually no but yeah. I think we have a chance I think we could do England but it'd be nice so, to see Ireland with a bit of a snarl you know I'd love to we see, usually yeah. kind of don't cope again too well with teams like that it'd be nice for us to have a bit of that about us yeah because um, we certainly have the confidence that, well I think that's some of the some of the noises coming out of the, the camp now is that this is what is being asked of them that yeah. they want to have that extra level of aggression that they don't get bullied around and in fact they yeah. impose their game plan on other teams what it will be interesting to see is the fact that he's picked Henderson over Toner to start. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. Um, and I think Henderson, as a ball carrier and as a kind of destructive force, can be very, very, very effective. Like, he's so strong when it comes to uh, initiating choke tackles from malls and ripping balls off players in and around the line-out. Um, it's just a case of, can he do it consistently would be mm. the first thing. And then the other thing is, can he control it to a level where he doesn't do something stupid and close line someone and get himself yellow-carded at a time when we don't need it? You know, that kind of way, or we can't afford it. Um, but I think realistically, looking at the Scotland game is a is a peach of a game for us to start on. We're at home. Scotland are in their usual pre-tournament mode of telling everybody how deadly they are. Um Usually it goes badly for them. Uh, who else have they got then? I'm trying to think then. They've, they've lost Finn Russell due That's to it. his fallout with Gregor Townsend, uh, which was a, a horrible, messy situation for them. Mm. So it's I think the, the young lad they're bringing in instead of him has, he has some of the flair of Finn Russell, but he's also got a lot of the the immaturity when it comes to trying to control a game and if you've got an Irish team with a very aggressive uh, line speed and very aggressive D-line they're going to put them under massive pressure and then if they start trying to spin passes in and around hopefully you'll have the likes of uh, Stockdale will have worked out some of those uh, bad defensive reads he was making last season where he was kind of getting caught in no man's land where he wasn't hitting the outside centre or he wasn't staying out to hit his own man and he was getting kind of caught. So if he's worked those issues out, I think uh, I think we're going to have a decent day against the Scots and get a bonus point against them. In 20 seconds, <laughs> Italy, same same old Italy? Yep, yep. Just, okay, uh, that's three seconds. I'll take that, Darren. <laughs> I'll take that, Darren. And uh, Wales, give us a little rundown on Wales. Is it much the same again with Wales, do you think? Uh, new coach, couple of lads coming through, some of the old guards still there. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give Gatland an awful lot of credit and say that he was doing more for them than he was getting the credit for. So mm. I can't see them being as effective as they have been for the last couple of years. Okay, and just on on one thing that I've I've, I've often thought about: the World Cup comes around every four years, isn't it? Yep. You often have your your autumn internationals where you might play Argentina, Australia, or whatever. Would there be an appetite to bring in a sort of, it's like a world, you know, to have a world club championship for football? Yeah. yeah. The Six Nations and the, is it the Tri Nations now? The championship. 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 Uh, to have the two winners of that each year playing each other just to see at that, that year who is actually the, the farm team? They, they could do, but I, I just think there's, there's too much animosity. Um, between the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere. I think the Northern... Uh, that not make it tasty. Co- ...countries kind of feel that they're getting... 
uh, they're being looked down on. They like to think of themselves as the old guard that they were here first, and they have the Six Nations is such a premier thing. If they lose out, if they belittle the Six Nations in any way, they're going to lose more money than they would make off yeah. the the chances of a, a kind of top two going into a, a World League. Um, I think then you've also got to deal with the issues of when do you play it? Do you play it in November? Do you play it in March? A, a one-off game. A one-off game. A one-off game between the two champions. And where do they play that then? Probably in I don't somewhere know. that's trying to sports wash. Iraq. Saudi Arabia. They're buying up everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're all going to Baku again. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think that there's an appetite for that? I don't think so. I don't think so now at the moment. I think everybody's kind of... It's like most teams. People go worldwide for a while and then they kind of come back and lick their wounds and go, oh, no, screw this now. We'll, we'll just focus back on ourselves and start small again, start to build ourselves up in four years' time and see how we get on from there. Brilliant. All right, listen, Dar, we'll get you back in halfway through the uh, Six Nations. Yeah, and give you Give us an update on what, what you think is going right and wrong and where it could all improve or... Maybe we're going to be unbelievable. Who knows? <laughs> Listen, Dar, as, al- as always, uh, brilliant again, and thanks very much for coming on. No worries, lads. Thanks a minute. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. Chat to you soon. Bye. Tune to Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Yes, that is correct. It is Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. This is the big kickoff with myself and Ryan. We have got old Nick back in the who's for. Uh, did you have a little coffin fit out there? Did you? I did, yeah. yeah. I did, yeah. Did you okay. Just excuse myself. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> You're okay. okay. So, anyway, obviously, we've done the Super Bowl, we've done the Six Nations, and then there's a little known thing called the transfer window, which is finishing tomorrow. Is it midnight or is it Le- 5 o'clock? I, I, think, I think it's 11 o'clock. Okay. I'm, I'm not 100% on that. Don't they have the clock? They must have a clock somewhere there. Now, just to clarify, is it just the Premier League tomorrow or does over... Do you know what I mean? No, like, I think it's everyone. everyone's tomorrow. I think it's everyone okay. tomorrow. So there could it's be a big one. just in the summer they have the different ones, That's but right. there's just that window in January for everyone, yeah. So the biggest one, which obviously happens to... Well, it was actually confirmed today, but we all knew he was happening was Bruno Fernandes. Well, Scotland. I don't know if we all knew it was happening. Well, he was flew over yesterday. Oh, yeah. Well, we knew that. But, but for confirmed the, today. The, the days before that... It was, it was very open last year. week. It was supposed yeah. to be done the weekend before, and, and you're thinking uh, they're at it again. And the thing is, we said last time, Sporting were needed the money. Manchester mm. United needed the player, and they were playing a bit of cat and mouse with each other in the media and stuff like that. But anyhow, they, they've got it all sorted out. And th- I think the two of them will probably say that they've got a great deal because Manchester United are paying 47 million sterling. And then there's add ons, which is another 20 million. Yeah. So, Um, but I think the add ons are if if, if they get, if they have to pay out the add ons, Man United are in a good place. Well, obviously, winning the Champions League and all that sort of stuff. So, it's actually probably a good deal for Manchester United. And Sporting are strapped for cash. So, they'll take it. And the type of player you're getting, the BBC always tend to have local experts and stuff when people come in from afar and give you a realistic look. So I remember looking at the Klopp one and what the, what they said was bang on with him when he came in and other players. But they were kind of saying with this guy, he's not the goal scorer. His record is suggesting he's more creator. Mm. And when you think about what you know you'd have and the pace that they have, he could be bang. Now, obviously, if he's going to be picking up 15, 20 goals a season as well, it's a massive bonus. But it's potentially open up the door for the pace that they have in the counter-attack. Mm. Um, he went over to Italy at 17, kind of was completely under the radar, Portugal. A um, couple of years at Udinese, then went to Sampdoria and said, I want the number 10 jersey. And they were like, oh, I like this guy. He's 20, ballsy, Roberto Mancini, the famous number. Right, give it to him. And he did well. And off the back of that, then Spartan brought him back. 
and obviously it took off and then he's back he, I think he's he's only really breaking into the kind of senior setup now but he was part of that great side three or four years ago in the under 20 setup so mm. but it's more his playmaking skill we'll probably see coming to the fore in the Premier League more so than his goal scoring well I'm ex- you expect them not to score as many goals because yeah. the league is going to be a little bit more difficult. If but that's his if, expertise. If he scores apparently. and people are comparing them, you always get the c- comparisons. So and oh, it, and they never really work out that way. But people are comparing them to Frank Lampard. So yeah. goal scorer in midfield. Or so speaking of uh, comparisons, Bergvine going to Spurs. Who's he being compared Mbappe to? Mbappe is what I've heard. <laughs> now, if, if I can get a, a half of that, that a twenty-four million in Mbappe. Yeah, look, we'll take what we can get. That's. <laughs> There's no depth on Spurs as it is, so anyone is an upgrade to yeah. have anywhere. But and we we're just saying about Danny Rose is going yeah. to Newcastle, and bit of a falling out there. Who, who wants to go to Newcastle? So things <laughs> must be bad at Spurs. I, I, for me, it goes, it changes every week. Yeah, yeah. Mourinho's, I hate him. I love him. I hate him. I think that's everyone's relationship He's with him. Incredibly kind of marmite at the yeah. moment. Like I know one or two guys as well are sports fans, and one fella just despises him. He just never liked him. Don't want yeah. him. And the other fella's like. But they're two I interesting like signings, yeah. aren't mm. they? Like, I mean, they're yeah. two attacking so- signings. It'd be very interesting to see what way. I'd say Son, I don't think they'd be too bothered not having a centre forward. And a Celso, am I right in saying he'd be made yeah. permanent? Yes, yeah. that's right. So they're all, they're all forward attacking looking mm. players. So they, yeah. he obviously thinks that this is where they need to, to uh, develop the squad. He, he obviously believes in, in the back line. He obviously believes in the, cent- the centre midfield which I wouldn't necessarily mm. believe. Um, and a player that I thought, well, I had them down um, in one of the articles that we wrote on thepeakkickoff.com, uh, Sander Berg, who has gone from Genk... 22 million. ...to Sheffield United. Yeah. I had him... I thought he would suit maybe a Spurs, but definitely an Everton. He's a big... He's six foot five, huge lad, but on the ball, he's so composed on the ball. He centre midfielder. A, centre midfielder. He looks very, very good. And I, I was highly surprised that Sheffield United went for him. And, but I just thought someone like Spurs, mm. they, they need so, someone in the, someone else in there to, to dominate. And like you're saying there, and then there's one of the many rumours that's going to happen now at the minute, potentially Wanyami could be going out. Now, he hasn't been really featuring for yeah. Spurs. He could be going to Italy, I think, somewhere. Um, but speaking of Italy, Inter Milan have gone crazy with the Premier League players. Moses, Eriksson... Mm. Obviously, Sanchez, Young, Lukaku got to the semi-final of the Italian Cup last night. Ericsson came on, and there's Ashley Young high-fiving him. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. How by the all means, I believe Ashley Young had a good had a good debut match. So the leash is off it. over there. She's smiling. Rome are going bananas about him. Like mm. they're they're trying to work out a deal. They love him. Yeah. Considering Jesus, he was terrible. But you know, last but week, I think the, sta- the standard of the rest of the probably the, the Italian. I'd league. say it's a mixture of both. I'd say, yeah, without a doubt, standard's not strong, plus... Well, C- C- Celtic are beating the likes of Lazio and stuff like that, so, yeah. you know, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyhow... Yeah, but that's your league. Be- <laughs> Mickey Mouse Cup. <laughs> I'm so smug. <laughs> Speaking of... Let's talk Liverpool for a minute, can we, no? <laughs> Go on. Speaking of Lazio, seeing me they're coming in with a late bid for Olivier Giroud. Uh, Newcastle wa- wanted him, Giroud... Told him there's not a hope in hell. Yeah, he's not going. There was there. rumors of Spurs ahead as well at one yeah, point. Yeah, he wants to stay. He wants a, a London club or a, basically a continental club. And Lazio seemingly have come in. It's not, you know, you could see Spurs take him on. Yeah. But tell you the truth, with the, the players that they're after getting in, I can just see them putting Son in there and waiting for yeah, yeah, for yeah. Kane. Kane to come back. Because he's what six weeks away. It was a two or three month injury, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it should be. Yeah, month, month and a half, probably yeah. month, maybe at the very best. 
he'll probably, probably, he'll probably yeah. just make the Euros. Yeah. <laughs> Miraculously. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the one you were just got a little bit excited about there, uh, Dre's Martins. Yeah, I like him. He's full of pace. Uh, he's not the out-and-out goal scorer, but um, he's an impressive player and he's got something about him and it'd be interesting to see him fitting in if he does go to Chelsea. I think he could be a good fit. And the price that they're talking about? Yeah. Five million. Five million. So it just goes to show you they're out there. You yeah. don't have to overpay, overpay. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, you come in at probably 25 million because that's unfortunately where they are at the minute. But that, that, if that happens, that's a cracking deal. Then, you, as you say, just there, Cavani, there's another guy who's out there ready for the taking for seven or eight million, apparently. And what's the saying there? Beckham's crowd, I think, are after him. All over in the MLS. Into Miami. They're trying to, because they're kicking off. I think this is their first year in it this Will year. Be, yeah, yeah. And. Beckham pretty much almost said it. Oh, don't worry, I'll have a name for the start of the first year, and I don't think they've quite have a top top name as of yet. So yeah. that well, random it. side note will throw it. I continually disgusted with the MLS teams using the European names, the Inter Miami kind of thing. Just stop. Really, you <laughs> kind of want good old fashioned Miami. So just yeah. whatever. It was yeah. Miami Fusion when they were in the uh, MLS the, originally. Yeah, yeah. Something just a yeah, Chicago Fire, whatever it is. Like Something San Jose cool. Earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. We don't need the, a lot of this New York FC and LAFC. You know, yeah, just, and just stop. Like, just stop. But are they not appealing? That, because American soccer, I suppose. I'm going to say American football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, it's appealing not just to Americans. It's appealing to like the, the Spanish, the Mexicans. That's, it's everyone. So I suppose I get, I get the idea. It just seems... Mm. Like sporting, maybe, look, maybe I shouldn't die on the hill for this, but it just seems disingenuous. Yeah, sporting Kansas like, City just doesn't cut it. Stop. You're Kansas no, City. No, you, no. It, in fairness. Portland Timbers, perfect. Yeah, that's that's what. And is a guy exactly. cutting timber every goal. Yeah, that's great. Cool. You know, great logo, everything. <laughs> Seattle Sounders, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, you don't Vancouver need Vancouver Real Salt Lake. No, Vancouver Whitecaps. Sorry, Whitecaps. Yeah, Whitecaps. perfect. Yeah, Real. Yeah, Real Salt Lake. Just stop. Your Salt Lake City, stop. Didn't think I'd get annoyed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the real news. Yeah. <laughs> I think I didn't think I'd get annoyed. I actually am now. I don't know where to go. <laughs> Damn you, MLS. Anyway, just a very brief I just wanted to... Oh, yeah, go, go, go. QPR defender, uh, Tony Lynch. Leistner has returned to Germany to join FC Cologne because Conor Matheson has pushed him out of the team. Yeah, that's an interesting one. As is, soon as it, that, that is hugely like, interesting. That means he might feature a bit more. Obviously, uh, mixed results, but by all accounts, decent enough performance. Yeah, I think he's been himself. playing very well, so hopefully that continues on. Yeah. Yeah, no. And just a very brief one on Liverpool, and it's nothing to do in a, in a gloaty way. It's just a, his, just a brief mention on the FA Cup uh, replay, which is starting next week. Uh, Accrington Stanley's owner is really going to town. Oh, you know, this FA Cup replay, he should be giving it respect instead of going out on the piss, like because he just wants to go out on the piss, is basically what he said. The winter break is coming in. And the basically what the way the winter break is, I think there's five fixtures one weekend and there's five fixtures the following weekend. So you get a two-week break. Yeah. Because they said, right, we better bring it in. Yeah. And Liverpool's last game is this Saturday, and then they have two weeks off. But the replay's on this Wednesday. Klopp has pretty much come out and said, the lads are gone on holidays. Good luck. And I won't be there either. Um, Player-wise, I don't care who plays, but in my opinion, I think he should be there. It's the senior side. Qatar was a different story. But this, you're here you should represent the team. If you're not going to play the first team, at least be there yourself. Yeah. I, I, I th- See, I look at that and I go, well, you're kind of not just this, it's not about the disrespecting the FA Cup. Mm. I think you're disrespecting your role as the manager and you're disrespecting the players that you're putting out on the pitch because mm. you're saying, I have no regard for these players whatsoever. 
Correct. Yeah, what are so, they supposed to think going on? What are they supposed yeah, to think? Yeah, yeah. yeah, my manager's not Plus, yeah, I'm going to really give 100% right now. Yeah. Plus, I'd imagine the likes of Lalana, Lovren, Origi might say, I can, I can give up the first three or four days, boss, if you want me to play with the kids and help yeah, them out. Yeah, and if they did so, yeah. I'm but, sure they would. Um, I'm sure that No, but he does call for this break, so that's fine. And maybe he thinks all these players need it. That's fine. I just still think he's this. He should be their players. Yeah, I think definitely. If he sends so. the boys off yeah. and do their break, I've, I, I don't have that much of an issue with it because at the end of the day, I've given up on the cups in the sense that even West Brom, even though they won, made a hell of a lot more change than West Ham mm. because obviously getting into the Premier League is worth far more. So Liverpool playing kids isn't a big deal anymore, unfortunately. But the fact that he might, I'd like to think he might change his attitude and yeah. come, come in. And it's actually, really, really tough when you're so good and you just have to play all these matches and just uh, <laughs> the struggle. You feel it though. The struggle, you, you, yeah, you know where struggle. I'm coming from. Don't and earn yeah, a lot of money. Tough. Yeah, it's yeah. so tough out there, you know. Well, just, at least you, at least you yeah. understand. Just the one <laughs> thing beforehand: the FA are talking about bringing, and the Premier League seemingly are desperately unhappy with this is that they're talking about bringing in a new rule where at the moment you can have you have to have a what is it there is 17 you're allowed to have 17 foreign players in your your squad of 25 they're talking about bringing it down to 13 and this is for what they said it was to help benefit the domestic domestic international international side now it's hard. I think the Premier League are upset about it because this is going to damage their uh, product. You know, they have all the best players in the world. And I suppose there's pros and cons. You look at the amount of average foreign players that are playing and they're get, are sitting on benches and they're getting loads of money to sit on benches. And you've got Chelsea proving that you might have a bit more talent yeah. there yeah. than you think. But the other side is probably England are probably in, at the moment, they probably have the best group, group of players by and you could say by threefold, you could nearly have three different teams. Yeah, yeah. you know, three different left backs, Perfect three strikers. different centre. <laughs> but they have the centre. They have the. Yeah. If you call it, who no, but with injuries at the moment. Oh, with injuries, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, they, they have the Canes. They have the yeah, yeah, Rashford, Rashford. I know Vardy's on on yeah. holidays. Danny uh, Ings is in form. Danny Ings. But they do have the they do have the players. So it's an, it's a, it's an odd one now to to do this. Then they were talking about Brexit making effect, and there's talk about that Brexit tomorrow, lads. It is tomorrow. It is, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. another one that just was just snuck out an hour. Yeah. yeah. Now apparently, I think everyone's st- everything's staying the same for a few months. I think that's why people aren't bothered. Panicking, yeah. But they're officially gone tomorrow. But Go there's through. another deadline of okay, everything's gone now. And I haven't heard anything yet on what's happening to Amazon Prime because this is the important things that I really don't want to get screwed here on this on shipping. Yeah. Yeah. That's Prime's Prime's the best, and I've heard nothing about. It. Is am I going to get stung for this? Now no I know apparently they are looking at premises in Ireland. Sorry, folks, yeah. you are listening to the sports show, but they are looking at premises in Ireland for a, a, an Irish deep, depot depot for the goods to come in for anyone that's online shopping, which is obviously ever increasing. Yeah. Anyway, anyhow, forget about Amazon. <laughs> Shop local. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're doing that, yourself. Too, you're yeah. doing yourself in your community. <laughs> they have excellent sports documentaries, though. <laughs> <laughs> that do you know what? That's the only thing I'd say about it. When I got um, yeah. the Amazon Prime uh, TV yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, it's good. The films weren't great, but the, the documentaries were good. So no, there's plenty yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. super anyhow. stuff. Anyhow, there you go. Um, I'm just going to mention it briefly because it's all probably complicated stuff. But the FEI have announced that they there's a new refinancing deal, which is pretty much going to keep them. Oh, like put it this way, there won't be any um, cuts. Um, so long story short, the government will double its funding and give the FAI an interest-free loan of two and a half million for the next three years as part of a refinancing program. They obviously have debts of 62 million. Sport Ireland have restored and will double 
their funding from 2.9 to 5.8 until 2023. So yeah, they're pumping in a bit of extra money to help them kind of stay at the current status quo and then move on. And hopefully with, I'd say the, the Nations League and the four matches coming in this year, I'd say they'll be able to put a bit of a dent into the debt and slowly but surely say officially when they can come compared mm. to Delaney. Oh, 2020 we'll be there free, you know, which obviously we're not. So we'll see. But it's a good start. Well, it keeps people in jobs. That's the big 100%, thing. 100%. The and grassroots side of it, yeah. It, of course, football is so important to everyone in the country. It's the biggest participated sport in the country. So it, it has to keep rolling. But there has to be people sort of you know it has to be looked at closer now should be oversight on that oh, you have to yeah. learn you have to learn absolutely just to finish off um, I've been wanting to well not wanting to but I wanted to mention him every now and then because Rob Burrows he's a Leeds legend in the rugby league and unfortunately he's been hit with the dreaded motor neuron disease and it's been out he's been out kind of talking about it a lot over the last few weeks and obviously unfortunately Fernando Rickson was lost to it only recently and then famously Jules van der Vestes and Doddy Weir and all the others mm. but um it's kicking off tonight with Wigan and Warrington and then it's back in. It's, but he was obviously on again today and just a shocking headline going on recording messages from my daughters because he knows it's coming and it's mm. just, it's an awful sad story and it just goes to show you a bit like Kobe. Yeah. Life is precious and whether you're sure. successful in financially and in sport, or we're all still human no matter who you are and it still hits everybody and not just, these yeah. people are superhuman on pitches but they're still human. Um, but yeah, it was just a tough headline. I couldn't go into it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But, it's obvious what it was. Um, and i seen his original interview about six weeks ago. It's, it's sad. It's just sad, but it's just a little nod to him because uh, they've had a few charity things and he's really banging the drum. You'll hear plenty of him and he's going to be doing plenty of things for as long as he can. So good luck to him. And obviously, Rugby League is back this week as well. So I just wanted to give it a nod. Great. Um, so enjoy Sunday night. Will you, will you, are, do you fall asleep at different times and then wake up? Or are you no, one of these who I'm can go all the way? Go, I'll be fine, yeah. I usually fall asleep near the end of the first quarter yeah. and then come in at the start of the third <laughs> and then go back and then wake up magically as they're about to lift the trophy. Right. Usually. Now, it'll be the next day, 3 p.m. is when that <laughs> At the time, I'm, I'm fine. Could stay up What's your menu of choice? Would you, what, what are the snacks for the night? Uh, nothing too fancy. Again, it's so late at night. Okay. Getting older, heartburn. Would you go American during the day, though? Would you do... Oh, yeah, probably, probably bigger feast kind of... Mm. Get a McDonald's or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's the true Not Michelin those pesky star vegan style people. ones now. No, no, no. Although I do, I, I side note, but I do want to try that Burger King thing. But, it, but, but I believe I that's gorgeous. Yeah, I believe that's gorgeous. gorgeous. But uh, no, prop. Yeah, maybe get myself a nice McDonald's. The food of my people. That's twice now I've got a night. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your weekend, vegans. <laughs> Listen, go on, enjoy the sport. Come on, yeah. Ireland. Come on, the Niners, and uh, have a great weekend.